So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit this morning, just like I did the children, but don't answer out loud, okay? Like the kids can, and it's cute, but I've, trust me, at this point, I don't want you answering out loud. Do you have a favorite child? Don't answer that out loud. <laughs> have you told your child that they're your favorite? Do now, and then for those of you who don't have children, maybe, maybe you just have parents, do you have a favorite parent? Again, don't answer that out loud. We're not supposed to have favorites, right? Of course. But it's just human nature that some of the days of the week, we get along more with one of our family members, one of our parents or one of our children. We just get along with them better than the rest. You know, one day, and then maybe the next day, you'll get along with a, a different child or a different parent better. In the gospel today, we see a God who deals with two children in very different ways. But God never chooses favorites. He needs to love all of us and uh, equally. And we too as well, because we know that love is not something you need to earn, right? Love is just something that we freely give to others. Because if love was something that you needed to earn, it's actually not real love. It's, it's just paying back in kind the kindness that was shown to you. Love is something that we need to give no matter what we're receiving from others. And so we have then in the gospel this first son who doesn't act like much of a son. He, he says to his father, give me half of my inheritance and I'm out of here. The inheritance is something that you receive when your dad passes away. <laughs> so to ask for an inheritance, this younger son was saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. And then he takes this money, he goes to Las Vegas for the weekend, and he spends it all on the slot machines. No, I'm just, okay, maybe that wasn't quite in the gospel, but that's the point. He goes and he makes all these bad choices. And then he comes back broke, poor, um, ashamed of himself. And what does his father do? What would you do? Would you sit there? Imagine this happened in your family, and now your whole family's coming home for Easter. What would the uh, the table conversation look at, look like, or sound like. Oh, so son, did you have a fun time in Vegas spending all of my money and wasting it? Would you be sarcastic? Would you be angry? Would you tell everybody, your whole family, how much you like the other son better who stayed at home and worked in the farm and, and did what he was supposed to do? The father in the story rushes out to meet his son. Doesn't ask any questions about where he's been, is just so glad to have him back. We don't have to earn God's love. We can't possibly earn God's love. 
Do we make our children earn our love? Seems kind of cruel. Did we have to prove to our parents that we were worthy of their love? God loves us no matter what. But this is difficult because often I find in this story, we're a little bit more like the older brother. We're the ones that we come to church, we've kept the commandments, we do everything right, we didn't waste our money in, on the slot machines in Vegas, right? We're a pretty good people. It's those other people, those younger brothers out there, they're the bad people that God should judge them and just strike them down right now. Hey, all those other people. And we're so filled then with anger and jealousy And this sense of, well, I deserve love. I deserve all these things. I deserve God's approval. That what happened to the older brother? It says that the father tried to welcome him into the house, and he was so jealous and so angry that he didn't go into the house. Well, what is this house? The house is heaven. Is unforgiveness keeping us from entering the house of heaven? So for reflection this week, who do we judge? Who do we keep a grudge against and have not forgiven? Who must we then forgive this week?